0: This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Annas Cantor. You're listening or... to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. <laughs> Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Annas Cantor. And you're listening to Down to Dunk Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host Andrew Schleck. We're part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today, Matt Craig from DailyThunder.com. Matt, what's up? What's up? Let's talk some thunder. Let's do it. Uh, so there's uh, there's some things that happened, like some real thunder things. Uh, Michael Winger, who's one of the, he's not the assistant GM, but he works very closely with Sam Presty. Um, Troy Weaver is like technically like the assistant general manager, but. Uh, michael's been with the team for like seven years uh this is kind of been a long time coming like he's like fairly well known and he's yep. he got offered the clippers job and it's kind of a big deal like it's, i think it's a, a good thing for him and almost, it's not a good thing for the thunder organization but it also it kind of shines some light onto the thunder like it's like this is a good thing for their front kind of front office for them to be like poached like that a la the spurs but uh you have any thoughts on Michael Winger? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Troy Weaver was discussed in rumors about maybe leaving to go somewhere, uh, and now Winger, you know, at age 37, is going to be getting a big-time GM job. I mean, I think it speaks to how good the front office in Oklahoma City has been, which is something that before uh, May... 31st or whatever when the Paul George trade was made people were starting to maybe doubt the Oklahoma City front office but around the league I think it's pretty clear that uh, all those guys are held in high regard that you know they're starting to get to get picked off but uh, we'll see you know if Presti can can replace them with you know equally good young people I don't know we'll see
0: yeah yeah and I think I mean Presti runs such a good organization I think that he'll be able to replace them and I'm um, to be honest I i'm shocked that troy weaver doesn't have another gm job by now like he's he's very good like he he's one of the guys that is really good with the players uh and i he deserves a gm job maybe he doesn't want it maybe he wants to stay here in okc which um is kind of a surprising thing to say
1: (laughs) that would Uh, run against everything that anyone's ever said but yeah um
0: but i don't know i like i mean he's he's great to have around um so but anyways, the a little bit of change in the front office. I don't think it'll change anything that the Thunder do. They're gonna keep operating the same way, but kind of just good news for Michael Winger, basically.
1: Yeah, and uh I, I don't know if Weston would want me saying this, but word on the street is uh Winger is married to someone that Weston went out with a couple times, so <gasps> some competition there. What? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Wow That is huge Daily Thunder uh. news <laughs> I mean, she really downgraded, uh, but you know. <laughs>
0: wow, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest Leonard news of the day, really. Word
1: on the street, I don't mind putting them up, putting them, putting that out there.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm very happy about that. Um, okay, so the Indiana Pacers have filed uh, a complaint on tampering. It's been official. Uh, the league might do something about it. Maybe they'll fine them like a 5 million bucks or something. It's really, I don't know, if anyone's making a big deal out of this, uh, I will go ahead and just stop you, because it's, this tampering stuff is just kind of stupid. Like, it's just not, it's basically the Pacers feeling extremely petty and going after the Lakers. Uh, Like, the, the Thunder had a had a chance to do this against the Warriors, but w- they wouldn't have gotten Kevin Durant back, and they maybe would have gotten some money out of the Warriors. But ultimately, it just makes your organization look extremely petty. Uh, what
1: are your What are your thoughts
0: yep. on this tampering? I mean-
1: the thing I learned from him is like, oh, so this is how the tampering investigation is supposed to work? Because it's everyone's like, call it keeps calling for it. and It's like, oh, the team has to file for it. But it, I mean, the, the the penalty would be that they lose multiple first round picks and don't get to sign Paul George. I mean, if you're one of those people that believes in the NBA as like this self serving organization, you know that um, they would never ever let that happen. But right. I mean, I agree completely with you that it's kind of like this, uh, yeah. Petty, just like hurt feelings. You're like the scorned girlfriend, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, or boyfriend. You're just trying to like get some, you know, feel good about how the situation went down. Maybe, maybe it's some regret over (laughs) what they, uh, traded, uh, Paul George for. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) But, but what I do know is that, um, there has been worse tampering things than this or or borderline tampering things than this that have flown by, and I, I, the Lakers are not in any trouble.
0: Right, and I mean there were reports of basically direct tampering, like exactly how the tampering yeah. happened with Kevin Durant. Right. And it's just like – and the Thunder, like they just – they're going to go ahead and take the loss, which is losing Kevin Durant. And not do anything else. I think you're right about maybe the, the pacers having hurt feelings over the trade because since the trade, that team and the front office and the decision makers have just been trashed in the media oh, over yeah. and over and over again. And yep. like to the point where people think that Oladipo is like not even an NBA player, which is just like okay, like hit the breaks, like these it's things gotten crazy. Yeah.
1: These things so. snowball so quickly, you know, where it's like Oh, maybe they didn't get enough to, oh, there was Rob to now. It's like, yeah, or, or I'll hear, or I'll hear people say Ola depot and a bag of chips. You know, right. it, it's like <laughs> these things, it can never be nuanced. It's like either the worst trade in NBA history or the best trade. Um, but maybe the Pacers are, are trying to get, yeah, a little, either they feel bad or, uh, maybe like a little consolation prize, but mm-hmm. it's, I, I, and, and as far as the tampering goes outside of the rules, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think it's something that they should try and rein in more or are you one of those people that's like, just let, let everyone talk?
0: Yeah. I just don't know what it's going to like, what good is it going to do? I just don't know what they can do. Like, they're going to start blocking players from going to teams because someone talked to them. Like, I just – I don't think they're going to do that. That just – that seems, like, too harsh of a penalty for it. Um, I just – uh, yeah, I just I just think they're going to continue doing what they're doing, and it's yeah. it, it's fine. Like if a player wants to go somewhere, and right. another player's talking to him about it, like he's going to go do what he wants. And to block players from going to do things that they want to do, then like you're then you're opening a whole new can of worms. That it just makes no sense to do. Like it, it's just it's nonsensical. I think the Thunder yep. basically did it the right way, where it's like this sucks. We know there's tampering, but what like. Like, all we're going to do is just look worse. Like, the Pacers yep. from all this, because they probably aren't going to be able to find anything, uh, like, direct tampering. They'll probably just look like a bad trade, petty organization. <laughs> like
1: I, think and that's I, I don't want to be it. one of those people that always makes the comparison to other fields, because I feel like a lot of people do that. But, yeah. you know, anything but basketball, you know, you're allowed to, to have those conversations sure. with people, you know, and and – I agree with you that once you start reeling back those, I don't know, those, uh, the rights of players or Mm -hmm. if it gets, you know, categorized as that, you're kind of getting into hot water. So I'd say, you know, err on the side of letting, letting people do what they want Mm -hmm. for the most part.
0: Yeah, and people are already complaining like they should do the NBA draft different because that's not how real right. life works. And it's like, okay, well, that's I feel yeah. like that's way you gotta, too extreme. You
1: gotta, yeah, I mean, I see the other side being competitive balance uh, and those sorts of things. But mm-hmm. even even if you don't tamper, it, Paul George had already said that he wanted to go to Los Angeles. I mean, that's really the the end-all statement. It's like whether he talked with Magic Johnson or not, he had out in the media that he wanted to sign with with Los Angeles. So what are you gonna do about that?
0: Yeah, there's it's silly. And you know, the Clippers also handled it really well because it was basically direct tampering before free agency started where it's like, okay, Chris Paul, let me tell you exactly how you can end up on the Rockets. And it was James Harden or somebody like that telling him
1: how he could do it. Magically, that deals uh, all the details are already figured out (laughs) at midnight.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and it's just—I mean—and it's fine. Like the Clippers handled it well. They're like, "Okay, this sucks, but like, let's get Patrick Beverly. Let's get you know some some good young guys in here, and let's just let's just avoid the inevitable." Yeah, kind of thing. I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring today's show. Right now, go to Chicken Express, get a large combo meal, and you can exchange your drink for a smoothie for free. You can get a strawberry, peach. The peach is my favorite. It's very, very good. I get it with chicken strips and mashed potatoes. And the corn is really good. The uh, the poppers are really good. They're jalapeno poppers with cheese in them. Very, very good. Uh, Great sides. The sweet tea is also good. It's kind of hard to bypass the sweet tea, but these smoothies are delicious. Stop by a Chicken Express in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Dallas area for a great lunch or dinner experience. Okay, it's August. I've got a fake scenario to throw at you, uh, and we're going to rank these moves. We're going to see kind of how we feel about these certain players and how we feel about Steven Adams. Basically, if you had the chance to trade Steven Adams for any of these three guys, Would you do it? And then which one would you want the most, basically? So scenario number one is you keep Steven Adams. Scenario number two is you trade Steven Adams for DeMarcus Cousins. Scenario three, you trade Steven Adams for Mark Gasol. Scenario four is you trade Steven Adams for DeAndre Jordan. So where would, basically, what's your number one? So it's basically keeping Adams, trading for Boogie, Marcus Saul or DeAndre Jordan, Um, and so we're going to kind of talk through that and see where where are we at with Adams and where are we at with maybe these guys because these guys are like rumored to be available, Um, and and most of it's just conjecture. Most of it is that everybody's bored and we're trying to like (laughs) figure things (laughs) exactly figure out what we can talk about, Um, but. Is there any of those guys that you would that you just feel like it's a no-brainer to trade Stephen Adams for one of those guys?
1: No-brainer? No, no. no, None of those guys. They all have something. You know, for Cousins, it's the locker room stuff. For Gasol, it's the age. Uh, And for DeAndre Jordan, it's the free throw slash can you play him late in the game thing. I mean, as far as no-brainer, send it in right now, uh, no. (laughs) I mean, I think I think you can talk yourself into it, but um, none of those are a home run, in my opinion.
0: For me, like the only, the one that makes me pause the most is Marcus Gasol.
1: Yeah, well, he's the best of the three, mm-hmm. for sure, in my opinion, and at least win now, no question. Uh, if the Warriors didn't exist, I'd probably send that one in because we'd be looking at, at a, a title team. But realistically, you're talking about a series with the Warriors— um, with Gasol and potentially another big cuz Paul George hasn't he has been on the fence about playing the forward position. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how that how that would work out. That's the only thing that's going through my head right now.
0: Sure. And he's 32, like 32 and a half basically. Right. And has had some injuries over the past few years. I think those are maybe a little bit overdone in the way that people talk about them, but his ability to stretch the floor Last season he was really good, and it's like a, oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy because the season in two thousand fifteen sixteen he only played fifty two games, but he took three threes. Last season he took two hundred and sixty eight threes <laughs> and shot thirty eight percent. He was in he was incredible. His passing yeah. is very valuable. His defense, his ability to be an anchor of a defense, he's proved that in Memphis over the years he's the guy that I would probably want the most out of these guys just yeah. because he's so versatile. He's a great defender. He can do it all in offense. And, you know, if they, if they want to play without rest on the court and you can still run Paul George off any sort of like flare screen or something like that and run, basically run it through
1: Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a bona fide third star. Um, yep. He's a great passer. He's one of the best passing big men the league has ever seen. And mm. you just can't, you can't undervalue that the Grizzlies are just always good, yeah. (laughs) you know, and mostly because of him, obviously Conley, uh, especially in recent years has come on too, but they just win games when Gasol's on the floor. And you can't really say the same thing about DeAndre Jordan and DeMarcus Cousins, especially DeMarcus Cousins. Um, So I think that that's, that's enticing, but again, like, you're limiting your window cause Stephen Adams is 24. So eight years younger. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, I mean, you're gambling all in. We got to try and do it right now with the warriors at full strength. Uh, I mean, it would be really fun to watch. I don't know if it's a, it's a good gamble though.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the good thing about Mark is that he's got another year, uh, left on his deal. And then he has a player option in 1920. Um, so if I were to, I mean, I think I would place that as number one. I don't know that he's available, but if you can get a star to pair with these two, I think that he raises the ceiling of this Thunder team more than any of these other guys do.
1: It would um, make it would make sense for him to opt into that player deal, probably too. At age thirty three, making it would be like twenty six million a year. I mean, I I doubt he would get another contract at that, that size. So. Realistically, two more years on your contract. You know, even if you didn't know if he was coming back, and then even then, I don't know if you'd want to sign him. So, he's definitely the number one of those three of the four options, though. And I think I know it's boring to say, but I, I think I would I would hold on to Stephen Adams.
0: Okay. Tell me about. Tell me what you think about his potential, because a lot of yep. people are have soured on him right. for reasons that are kind of outside of Stephen Adams' control. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you like to listen to local talk radio, like it's a really <laughs> bad place to figure out things about Steven Adams. But what are your yep. what are your thoughts on him?
1: Well, he, yeah, he wasn't good this past year. He, at least not as good as he needed to be uh, for that new contract and um, all the expectations that were on him, but i i think it's also kind of unfair to to judge him straight up because there were the injuries and i know that that's being a little nice to him saying that he may he wasn't playing 100 percent all year but i think the biggest thing with him was the floor spacing last year i mean he's a guy that he's not going to be able to shoot you know from more than those eight foot flip shots that seem to always go in but mm-hmm. with the lane just absolutely clogged last year i mean it was insane how, how clogged the lane was last year he just had no room to operate and I really do think this year with you know Fabrinas gets more minutes with Paul George with the shooting that we're going to have on the floor I think he's a great pick and roll like rim runner on mm-hmm. offense and defensively I mean I don't know what happened last year it seemed like he was a little less active on rotations he, he could still defend his man really well but um, as far as coming over to help and, and blocking shots, not as active. And I would hope that that is just him needing to get healthy. But um, obviously this is a big year. This is a big year for him. If he still doesn't show it, you know, then there will be talks to have. But I, I've given him another year. I, I love – two years ago I loved him, uh, what he showed as far as – he's a, he knows his role and he's not selfish. He's not asking for more than – you know, picking roles and playing defense. So I am willing to at least give him another year. I don't know. What, what about you?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that he needs a chance to be able to operate in the role that he was intended to be in. And that was kind of the whole thing with this whole with the whole Thunder team last season. Like Russ, even Russell Westbrook. Like none of those guys are supposed to do that. Like that was not the plan. The plan yeah. was not for Russ to do that. And the plan was not For Adams to be like the second, maybe third guy. Victor Oladipo was not supposed to be that guy. Andre Robertson wasn't even supposed to play the three. Like that, they had, that was not their plan at all. And it was just all kind of thrown together. And they get like a chance for a redo here. Um, with this roster and with all these guys in the right spots. And I think you are going to see a better version of really all those guys, of Robertson, of Adams, of Abrinas, of all these guys, because I think they're put back in their proper roles. Um, and if the Marcus All deal was on the table right now, I would go ahead and do it. If it's for DeAndre or DeMarcus, I would wait until you know December or January if yeah. those are there. And if Maybe maybe he's the same player he was last year, and he's still tentative on the, uh, on the offensive end, and he's still a good defensive player, but maybe he's not great. I mean, there were points in the season last year where he just really just flat out wasn't a, even a good defender. Right. Right. Um, and if he's that guy, then it's like, okay, if we can flip him for one of these other guys that we know, like DeAndre, who we know is good, um, but... I mean, you are you were, like you said, you're all in with either one of these guys because these guys, their contracts are going to be done. Um, Deandre, DeAndre has an, a player option for next season, which I think that he'll go ahead and opt out of, and then Boogie, his contract is up after this season. So you're all in. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think that it's a better bet with DeAndre just because I don't think he's going to be a locker room problem. In fact, I think that he could actually be a, a good thing for the locker room. Yep. Uh, DeMarcus is probably the best, like, most talented player out of all these guys no question but he just he scares the crap out of me like i just i I don't want to go all in with him
1: the biggest asset in my opinion that oklahoma city has when it comes to trading and free agency and anything else we don't have you know the market or the flash or anything like that but what we do have is the culture you know and at least players thinking that this we have our stuff together you know (laughs) i think any small market team the worst thing you can do um is to have drama and to be seen as a as a team that is disjointed and doesn't have their their stuff together and that's i mean i I feel the same way about carmelo anthony we've had Mm -hmm. some heated chats in uh in our slack for daily thunder talking about you know whether we should try and get carmelo anthony and i think it's the same thing i think I don't want to create drama in Oklahoma city because that's one of the things, one of the biggest assets that we have um, is that we're this, you know, family oriented organization and everything like that. So I'm, I'm out on DeMarc's cousins I mean, he's an incredibly talented. You're absolutely right. He's the most talented of anyone here, but I just, I think that that would be sacrificing what Oklahoma city uh, has built to this point. And then with, with DeAndre Jordan, we know what he can do, you know, I don't think as he gets older that necessarily he's going to be able to transition to you know another skill set. So I'm a little bit worried about that. Uh, I think him being big and fast and athletic and being able to switch on to to uh, smaller players is something that makes him valuable now, but may not be as valuable. I think he's 29, I believe. Um, yes. I don't think that that is into his 30s is going to be as valuable. So I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be making moves for those two.
0: Yeah. And at the, the more I think about it at the end of games, like you're going to have to take all the Dres off the floor and like that's, so you're taking all two, the two of your best players off the floor,
1: which
0: yep. you, I mean, and then you're going to replace them with who, you know, at that point, like you're going to replace them with Canner just cause Cantor can shoot free throws. You're going to replace them with like <laughs> Doug McDermott just cause Doug can shoot free. Throws. I mean, it's just, it puts you in a, in a weird spot. I think at its like peak, I think DeAndre probably helps a little bit more than Adams, but I just don't. I don't know if if Adams can come back and be like he was in the playoffs a couple years ago. Then the gap isn't very big, and it yep. doesn't make a lot of sense to do that trade. Um, if Adams is the player he was like in February of last year, then it makes it, then it makes a lot more sense to do it. But overall, like the free throw shooting is a big problem with him. Um, but he, I think that he would make their ceiling a little bit higher. But I just don't think that still doesn't beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: I, and speaking of free throw shooting, Stephen Adams. I mean, he came back down to earth toward the end of the season last year, but he did show a really improved free throw shooting last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that I think you can't discount that because the big men on the floor, you know, they need to be able to shoot free throws. If you've watched any NBA playoffs, <laughs> you know, the big men have to be able to shoot free throws. And he showed at least the ability last year that you can't hack you can't hack a Steven, you know. Right. Uh which is big. And he
0: completed one of the greatest miss free throws of all time with that pass back to Russell Westbrook, which ultimately <laughs> yes. didn't matter, but it was like right. one of the coolest plays of yep. the season and he did well, it intentionally.
1: I mean yeah, if we're gonna talk like you know, send a middle value, then Steven Adams could never be replaced. You know, yes. <laughs> if we're talking like off, you know, not smart basketball stats and X's and O's and those sort of things, I mean, there will never be a better character than Steven Adams. Uh, I, I know DeMarcus Cousins is uh, <laughs> has a lot of personality also, but uh, you'll never be able to replace, you know, the Steven Adams getting Zach Randolph mad and winning us a playoff series yeah. or the Steven Adams quotes after the games. Um, or the friendship, you know, that he seems to have with all the players, or just you know, the easygoing nature, you know. Is, if we're talking sentimental value, Steven Adams would be a ninety-nine. His two K rating for right. that
0: stuff. So. <laughs> and we got We have to replace him on our on our pod intro. And I just don't. I don't. I don't know if we could ever get better than what we did. It's just, it just would be almost impossible.
1: Well, it's legendary now, so the players are on their guard. That's right. <laughs> uh, are you uh, Are you going to go
0: view the eclipse here in a minute?
1: oh get this i so i'm on eastern time right now um, where
0: are you okay where are you i don't know where you're
1: i'm in i'm in indiana okay. i have one more year of school gotcha. and i have a class at two o'clock the eclipse is peaking at 225 so i'm trying to decide it's my first day of classes whether i need to skip just skip the first day see something that hasn't happened in 100 years uh or or go to class like a like a square i, I don't know <laughs> Skip
0: it, yeah.
1: And I also don't have glasses. I need to go track some glasses down in the next hour. So it's it's pretty intense right now. I'm I'm making a lot of split decisions.
0: <laughs> uh, I will be viewing it. I've made a uh, viewing contraption. Um, I'm holding it right here. It's out a out cereal of, box out of a cereal box. Yes. Oh yes. And so uh, I'll uh, let you guys know on Wednesday if it works. <laughs> um, Matt, tell us where we can find you uh, on the internets.
1: Absolutely, uh, Twitter, Mr. Matt Craig at Mr. Matt Craig, or you can just follow at Up the Thunder at Daily Thunder because uh, I will be writing once a week for them once the season starts up, and there's something more to write about than whether you know we should trade for Demarcus Cousins. So, <laughs> uh, as long as you're following those two outlets, you'll be able to find me uh, at Mr. Matt Craig. I'm also doing some work for the Fieldhouse, which is the college basketball site for the athletics. So. Um, you can follow at the athletic Cbb uh, find me on there awesome,
0: Matt. thanks for coming on the show today. You can find us on Twitter at down to dunk. Leave us a five star iTunes review if you 've got time it 's just a nice thing for you to do. Thursday night. we are having a trivia night at Anthem Brewing in downtown Oklahoma City. It will start at seven. You can come a little bit earlier if you want. Uh, and grab a beer and hang out. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to do Thunder Trivia. There will be prizes. We will have our brand new Down to Dunk shirts there ready for purchase. Uh, They are so cool. I can't wait for you guys to see them. And I hope you guys have a great Monday. Uh, Enjoy the eclipse. And don't stare at it because apparently you'll go blind forever.